All right, we're back with the Backstairs Podcast. Welcome to... I'm just going to say... Welcome to... Welcome. We're back with the Backstairs Podcast. Welcome to the Backstairs Podcast. The Backstairs no. Podcast? What is this? No, uh, so welcome back to the Backstairs Podcast. Welcome! Uh, we're really stoked that you've decided to come back, or if this is your first time, uh, we're stoked that you're checking this out. Thanks for uh, coming, man. We're uh, Your host are me, uh, Aaron... And me. And me. <laughs> uh, Jonathan. Yeah. Scottathan. That is your full name. Scottathan Parsons. Oh. Dana Terrius. <laughs> Parsonification. <laughs> the third. Uh, so uh, today's episode, uh, we're talking about. We're just, having way too much fun today. Just, <laughs> we're talking about having fun. It's um, always fun to be with you guys, I tell you. Having fun, question mark? Is, is, are we having fun? Yeah. Are you having fun? I'm having fun. I don't know about you. Not to, to bring us down, but there are definitely like parts of doing a community show where it is not fun. Yes, for sure. That's true. Um, but, I mean, if you're going to put it in like a, a pie chart, um, most of it is fun. Aaron, would you like to hear the definition of fun? Uh, always. I'm going to give you first the crappy, you know, the, the one that comes in the big book. The dictionary. Mm. Webster's. Enjoyment, amusement, lighthearted pleasure. <laughs> the children were having fun in the play area. Yeah. Opposite Web- of fun is boredom and misery. An adjective. Formal, amusing, entertaining, or enjoyable. Used in a sentence, it was a fun evening. Opposite of that would be boring or serious. Would you like to hear my definition of fun? I hope it's more I, fun I than hope that. Your, yeah, I hope your definition beats well, I let up with that. Well, I let up with that, you know, the dreary yeah. definition to make mine more exciting. It's very bland. John's definition, enjoyment of a lighthearted nature, not boring. What children feel in a play area, the opposite of misery is fun. My definition of fun. That was a good definition. It, it seemed like... It, it shared a lot of words that the Webster did, but yours, you said it a little bit faster and but higher. Mine was done. Right. A little faster and higher. Quick in tempo. No yes. breaks in between. Yeah. He punched <laughs> it up there a bit just to make it sound different and sound more fun. The, the moral of the story is we know what the definition of fun is, right? Okay. You know what fun is when you see it, when you feel it, when you have it. Yes. You know, fun. Sure. Yes. Right? This is fun right now. Oh, I'm sure it is. It's becoming less fun as it goes along, though. <laughs> so, I want to talk about the most fun we've ever had. Aaron, Ooh. can you think of a time that you had the most fun you've ever had? Yeah, no, I, it's happened so many times where I'm having the most fun in my life. It's Multiple times. Right. Well, think of one, maybe. Right off the top of my head, uh, I, the, the one that comes to mind is fleeting. So I can't really think of anything that I've ever done that's fun in my wow. life. <laughs> that's... Kind of sad. Well, there goes, what, <laughs> 17 years of a relationship down the drain? <laughs> it's okay. kind of sad. Okay, so All right. a, a really fun moment that me and John share is uh, we're on a bike trip. We're biking from uh, New York to Maine, and we're both going after the same girl. Who had a boyfriend. Who had a boyfriend. So we decided the best chance for us to actually um, get to know this person is to sit right behind her and her boyfriend on a roller coaster. 
I think that's like the moment that we decided that we were best friends. Yeah, before then, I will, I will admit I was more interested in the girl than you, for sure. Yeah, no, the, the, the drive to get the girl kind of faded a little bit. When, At the end of the roller coaster, I was less interested in the girl and more interested in you. Okay. Uh, anyway. No. <laughs> that was the most fun I've ever had in my life. <laughs> no, I was less interested in a relationship with her and more interested in getting to know you. That That's what I'm saying. Okay. I mean, okay. I'm pretty sure we were going to die at one point. We were going to throw up. I think it was a wooden roller coaster. No, it wasn't. It wasn't? It was a metal roller coaster, and it was orange and blue. You're remembering way and more had, of this than I am. It has three twists. I've looked it up at... The Great Escape in Great Escape in New York. Well, there you go. Right outside, when you walk outside the park, it's right there. It's orange and blue. It's got three loops. So, Scott, what was a what was a really fun moment? Listen, moment that's in your a romantic, beautiful I mean, <laughs> moment for me. You're not going to diminish it. It was fun. I mean, this Scott, moment right here is, is pretty my fun. Opportunity to ask Scott. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go oh, order. You you ask. So, so Scott. <laughs> you think of the most fun you've ever had in your life like i said trying to define your moment of fun has been quite fun i mean how did you get from a bicycle to a roller coaster i didn't listen uh, we were teenagers and they were one foot in front of the other <laughs> and they were like teenagers love you know roller coasters so okay we, right. stopped, we, we were biking and, and we then left, we stopped and what we Put in, but seems like we left out is that she had a boyfriend with her. I, I on heard that. the roller coaster. Yes, yes. Mm. Anyway. So you followed a girl, but then the boyfriend <laughs> left. He, the oh. boyfriend, did not go on the bike trip. The girl did. Exactly. Oh, so, all right. So the plot thickens. Uh, at the end and of the trip, though, we did not walk away. Podcast. We did not walk away with a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> But but you kind of walked away with a boyfriend, from what I'm understanding. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's okay. Not that there's anything because wrong with that. It is Pride Month, and you know, no, love no, is love. No, it's not Pride Month. Pride Month's over. Oh, that's right. Pride Month is over. But it still means that love is love, and that's all that matters. <laughs> what was fun for me? I've had a lot of fun times because you know I'm old. We've established that. I've had a lot of times in my life. Um. But what's the most fun most right fun. now to me is I'm going to experience the Beatles Ooh, that are still living. Right. Like George? It is no. Not, not that are one. still living. He, you, had, you had like a 50 50 chance of naming a live Beatle. The Beatles <laughs> that are left, I will be experiencing within the next five days. Are oh they my gonna, gosh. Together? I'm going to see Ringo. No, separate. I'm going to see Ringo with his all-star band. Mm. And then a few days later, I will see Paul at Fenway. I'm so jealous. And oh my Lanta. I am. Yeah. I'm just. You're shivering. You're physically shivering. I'm, I'm literally shaking. I'm, I'm just so excited. And I just pray to God that, you know, it's just five days left. So anyway, let's get us through. I think, you know, yeah. nothing. Don't die, please. Paul. God, no, nu- no nuclear war. Please, Ringo, Paul, eat healthy. Keep, you know, breathe the oxygen. Whatever you got to do, just get me through the next five days and my life will be complete. Then you can die. Yeah, after that, I don't care. <laughs> my, my mom had a ticket to go see Elvis. And yeah, my brother did too. And, the, and then he died. Yep. Before the show. Because he was supposed to come to Portland. Right. That's right. Crazy. Yep. I remember that. You remember that, Aaron? 
Believe it or not, I did. <laughs> I don't. So fun. Is there a time in your life where you had fun that maybe you shouldn't have had fun? <laughs> Can we talk about that on this podcast? I mean, I think we have to. to for our listeners, we do things so they don't have to, right? Do we share the, the funnest moment in your life? Because we didn't hear yours. Mine? Yeah. I mean, that's on top. That's on the top of the list. Probably one of the ones. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason that I know that that little coaster is orange and blue and has three loops. <laughs> so. <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, from the most fun. Do you have a, a different most fun? Yeah. I mean, I, I've talked about my bike trip before, but mm. coming down the other side of Kangamagas with my father. It's Kangamagas. Kangamagas. They they, Sorry, they I, have different phonetic pronunciations on them. So. Is that anyway, New Hampshire? So the Kangamagas to- Highway in New Hampshire. We rode our bicycles up the Lincoln side and came down the side. Mm. And I remember my dad. And of course, my bike's fully loaded, but I've just right. got done bicycling, you know, bicycling across America. And he had all of his stuff on there. And, and uh, I had a speedometer on my bike. He didn't have one. I just remember him giggling the whole time. He's, <laughs> I, you know, we barely hear anything because the wind, but I mean, my speedometer saying going, you know, 36, 40, 48. I mean, like you're getting speeds that you shouldn't, you, yeah. you should be wobbling. Right. And, but we're both big guys with a bunch of stuff on our bikes. So more weight, you're not going to have the wobbles. Right. And I just remember him just, yeah, he's giggling behind me the whole way. Mm. I mean, it was like 12 or 13 miles straight down you know and uh yeah what a what a fun experience yeah i did i did that once too on the way back from new york we we went over the king of mangas well maybe our so our fun moments collide again i know it it was a lot of fun biking down anyways anyway um you've had when you shouldn't have okay so just give you you know a little bit of a my grandfather was in the hospice that just we're all sitting there, you know, kind of waiting for him to pass away. And, you know, he's, you can see the piece of clothing he had on going up and down you know, for his breath and stopped breathing. And, of course, super sad. And we're all around him. And uh, my mom and I are super sarcastic. We get it from him. She said something. And <laughs> I just started laughing. Oh. <laughs> my mom and I are laughing. I mean, this is after a little bit, but like, um, you know, laughing hysterically at something, and we're just looking at this. Like, What's wrong with you? And uh, but man, it was I, I had I, just sitting there laughing. I don't know. It took. It was a minute, a moment that should have been so terrible and sad. And ended up, you know, I have a positive memory from it. So. Yeah. I get that because that's, I mean, yeah, you want to take the positive memory from it, from it, but I mean, those are the, uh, those emotions, you know, the laughter and the sadness can be equal, you know, they might, they may not come at the same time, but there's, or they might like they did with you, but they're, they're kind of an equal, yeah, they're on the same level, right? You said that you had one? I did. And not not as extreme as that. Jeez, I can't compete with that one. That that's a great one. And but I I love it. Uh, I I think of you know fun when 
We're not supposed to because I think of some board meetings we might have been in. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, uh, they can get tedious at times. You're talking about budgets and, and, and you know, and, and the tedious things that go into putting on shows. Right. Uh, of course, I'm talking about the board meetings for Oompa, Oxford Hills Music and Performing Arts Association. And especially when uh, Jeff Orwig gets going. Uh, Jeff Orwig, friend Jeff of the Orwig. show. Friend of the show, uh, board member extraordinaire. He gets into detail. And uh, we have <laughs> we have fun listening to Jeff as he uh, gives Run. us his details on every aspect of the budget <laughs> or the chair inventory, um, the um, the nitty gritty, the nitty gritty, <laughs> and. Uh, yes, you know, sometimes me and Aaron and John are in the background and we might be laughing. Just saying. Texting each other. <laughs> uh, and, but no, we Jeff, are listening. We don't do that, Jeff. No, we're no. listening to you, Jeff. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. And then one last question. Yeah. No, we one, more t- one more question. We'll, we'll... What? Every time. Every time. <laughs> I'm having fun. <laughs> I can't believe it. First they say don't waste time. Then they say do waste time. We're spending too much time. I'm just trying to. I'm just. Are anyways. you having fun right now? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one last question. Jeez. Was there a theater moment that you've had, that you've had, that a fellow cast member created a fun space or a memory that you can think of that, that you know, Maybe it was in a time that you didn't think it was going to be funny or, you know, there's something that sticks out that a fellow cast member created a fun experience. Memory for <laughs> I, I think of times where uh, the director might be giving us like some harsh notes that we need to hear. Um, and then all of a sudden somebody says something very snarky. And you're just like, we're not supposed to be laughing right now. We're supposed to be really serious, but that was really funny. And then the the director's like, "What's so funny?" I'm like nothing. Don't worry about it. It's the inside joke against the director. That's okay. <laughs> I can think of the fun time when, uh, uh, just in our most recent show, we m- we might have talked about this show before. It was spam a lot. I don't think we've we, talked about no. No, we haven't talked about spam a lot enough. Um, but it, it was one of our dress rehearsals, maybe, and one of our cast members uh, decided to add a little extra oomph to his performance. And um, the, the French taunter there uh, decided mm. he was going to, um, I don't know, how, how would you call it, kind of trace the... The uh, chase trace the ramparts of the, the castle. ramparts of the castle while he was giving the 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 raspberry, so to speak. Yeah. And will you demonstrate? Um. Well, for those who are just listening, uh, watching the video, 
<laughs> Mainly because we don't have any video cameras there's, set there's, up. There's no video, so I guess we'd only go with sound here. So it looks something like this. Like that. Something like that. I don't remember where it started or where it ended. <laughs> and on that but, note, but but, uh, but, my, but my one note on that is no, we're running out of time. My, <laughs> nope, sorry. <laughs> no, is every time that I went up there, my goal was to make you laugh, <laughs> Scott. Just because I knew yes. the rest of them didn't really either have lines or were very short lines. And I just wanted to make you alone laugh every time. The issue with it, though, is that you created so much laughter that I don't think Brandon's line got heard once in all eight shows. It's true. He had like a, one, a little true. one-off. No one heard it. No. Oh, oh man. It's Anyways, true. that I was mean, that I was mean, so much fun. But that was, yeah, that was fun. When you're not supposed to be having fun. No. I Well... I had fun the entire show, so. I think we have the self fleshly version epitome of fun with us in the studio today. Oh, we do? We do. We have someone with us. There is? There, yes. There, uh, that chair's full. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I almost forgot someone was here. Who is it? Um, so, we have a very special person. Um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a journalist. He's um, a writer. He he writes poems. Um, he's a he's a public servant. He's a uh, he owns his own house. He's he acts. Ew. He sings. He dances. He has cats. Um, Isn't he a part time something? Uh, he is a, a part time cartographer. <laughs> he is. I am. I am a cart a uh, cart. Hold on, we haven't introduced you yet. You can't talk. Yes. Oh no! <laughs> Quiet. That never happened. <laughs> Did I say that right? Cartographer. Cartographer. Yes. Yeah, the maps, right? Yeah, yeah. So he does that. Um, <laughs> he's a he's a, a flower planter, a husband, a friend, and a certified keeper of fun. We have who's he? Johnny Baldock. Can I talk now? Yes, yes. Please. awesome. Yes, take Hi it guys. away, Johnny Bolduck. Hi, guys. This is for you. It's fantastic. Hi. Well, welcome, John. Thank you. We're so stoked that you're here with us. It is wonderful to be here. You know. So, so great. It's, it's, it is super fun. It is. So much fun. I was having a lot of fun listening to you all uh, talk about the philosophy of fun. So that, that was pretty awesome. I don't know if we did a great job describing fun. Oh, it was so good. But it was fun describing it. Yeah. Did Aaron's intro cover everything? Yeah. Is there anything that he left out that the listeners should know about? Um, I don't think so. Talked about the cats. So that's like probably the most important thing. He, okay. he said you were a flower. Planter. Flower planter. planter. Oh, planter flower. Flowers. A planter yes. of flowers. Okay, I just heard flower. I was like... Uh, I guess like a better word a would be like a gardener. Species of flower? I yeah, think it's it's a little bit much to call me a gardener because I just like... I don't know anything about it. I just put oh. them on my porch. Hope that they don't die. 
I killed a hosta. I didn't think that that was possible. Well, that is I, I, that is not possible, I thought. It's Because I run one over with my lawnmower on a repeated basis, yeah. and it keeps coming back. Yeah, I don't think I can be called a, a gardener because I, <laughs> I, I am a gardener of death, apparently. But So maybe it should be a flower purchaser. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, purchaser that, of flowers. Yes. <laughs> flower I, consumer. <laughs> literally. <laughs> I would call myself because you know you have you have green thumbs if you can uh-huh. plant things. Yeah. And I was like, well, I kill things and they turn brown, so I would call myself a brown thumb. A brown thumb. But then I was like, well, that actually might have a different meaning. I don't know. Yeah. That's, That's true. Gross. <laughs> Where That's has that thumb fun. been? <laughs> fun. <laughs> That's so much fun. <laughs> anyway, Johnny, John, Jonathan, may may I call you Johnny? Please call me Johnny. That's right. so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why don't you start by telling us just a little bit about who you is? Yeah, sure. So I am a human uh, on Earth. So basically everything that Aaron said is pretty accurate. Um, I love theater. Um, been acting since like fourth grade when I was Charlie Brown. And oh, that man. train kept rolling. And, um, yeah, I, uh, I work at a school right now as an ed tech and hopefully in two years we'll be an English teacher teaching English. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm excited about that. And, uh, it's got off of a nine one one shift cause I'm a part-time nine one one dispatcher too. So oh, got man. a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. figured I would cover that with public servant. Oh, oh, okay, gotcha. That's under that umbrella. Uh, yeah, gotcha. was that was that too small of an umbrella? No, no, okay. no. That's that. That's totally that fine. wrapped up. I was more like that you do you know, with the school and the yes. all at once. I didn't yeah. want to call you an educator, but yeah, I didn't want to call you a first responder. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's weird, but that <laughs> that's that's good. <laughs> can we, can we take like a, a like a sidebar at this one moment and like mm-hmm. ask what is like the craziest nine one one you've had okay i yes so <laughs> so we get this call from it's up like on the border in like freiburg i want to say or like brownfield or something from a woman who owns a greenhouse it's like 10 o'clock at night right so we get this call and the woman's like i just got my friend just called me and said that someone's breaking into our, our greenhouse right now there's like two trucks and they're taking stuff and putting it in their trucks you know oh man so we like send a, a deputy out there to check it out Five minutes later, the lady calls back and she's like, my friend is actually like following these two trucks and they're heading towards the border, you know, and they stole, we heard that they stole pot. <laughs> so we're like, oh my gosh, it's going to be like a, because it's a double state because they're going over New Hampshire, like they stole uh, like, you know, pot. And so <laughs> um, it turns into like this basically manhunt, like we have oxford county and like new hampshire all looking for these two trucks and we have like plate numbers and stuff so they finally get pulled over in new hampshire and we're like yay we got the bad guys and then we forget about it for like two hours and then a deputy calls back and he's like so those were two 85 year old women who had permission (laughs) from the lady who owns the greenhouse but she forgot (laughs) that she told them that they could go and take borrow terracotta pots oh so they had a truck full of terracotta pots and these poor old women were probably like 
pulled out at gunpoint because we're like they just robbed a greenhouse you know and these poor old women were probably like hauled out and i'm just like oh my god (laughs) <laughs> step out of the truck with your hands up yeah exactly and they're just like get on your knees <laughs> you just, potheads yeah <laughs> like, what did I do <laughs> yeah two questions one can we tell can we have this on our podcast I think so that was like two years ago so and two right. we just came up with a new type of podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know right <laughs> but most of it is just really dumb it's like no, that's fun. My neighbor's dog won't that stop was barking. That was fun. That was fun. Oh. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was pretty fun. <laughs> so anyway, more of who you are and what you've done before. Yes. So I um just finished acting in uh, the Oxford, and please correct me if I say this wrong because it's my first time performing it, but it's the Oxford Hills Community Broadway Show. Is that what it's called? Okay. The Oxford They're- Hills School school community yes broadway show because i actually Uh, really like how they do that because i haven't seen that before but they combine the high school and like community show into one and you have which is really cool i i would really like that if i were a teenager because like you can act besides some really awesome like adults and like yeah i feel like if i were 16 and acting next to like someone like josh i would be like oh my god like i would learn so much you know so i I really like that and that's really cool so i just was Dennis, who's like a nerd side. So the whole show basically is like, uh, it's a repurposing of like Elvis songs. And it's like uh, Elvis roustabout comes to a conservative town and like shakes everything up. It's like a, a footloose. Yeah. With an Elvis yeah. twist. And on the way yeah. over, it's supposed to be an adaptation of a Shakespeare play, but I forgot which one. Like it's supposed to be like. That's right. It is. It is. But I have no idea which one. I we- forgot. What? Is it Twelfth Night? Yes, is it? there yeah. it is. Twelfth yeah, because night. no, because they, yes, yes, no, yes, yes. no. Yeah. Twelfth Night. It is okay. The characters and plot twists in the musical are inspired by William Shakespeare's Much Ado About Nothing, mm-hmm. Twelfth Night, As You Like It, and Midsummer Night's Dream. Mm. Oh, it's very tw- Shakespearean. Twelfth Night is the one I've heard the most. Yeah, I was actually in Twelfth Night in college. So, which correct me if I'm wrong, but All Shook Up is supposed to be Hamlet. Yes, Macbeth. Thank you. Yep, Macbeth and Hamlet with the severed head. Did you guys not see the severed head in yeah. Act Two? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Just Spoiler <kidding>. alert. <laughs> okay, was it a banana? Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. So, um, I just got done with that. Which you were great in, by the way. Thank you. It was yeah. It was so much fun. Fabulous. It was so much. It was like that's probably the most fun that I've ever had on stage. I think it was just like. The whole like group of people and just the environment was so conducive to just an excellent show. And you know, at the end of like a show's run, sometimes you're like sad, but you're like, I'm tired and I want to go back to my life. You know, like I did not feel that at the end of the show at all, which might be because it was like a weekend, you know, but also just because like I just want more. I want to like do more of these shows with these people because it was so good, you know? Yeah. And like, yeah. So. It was fantastic. Um, yeah, and it was a ton of fun. And I think everyone kind of had fun. Because, I mean, even like the, the dancing and the music. And it's a very like accessible show to the audience, too, you know? Because pretty much everyone, I think, knows Elvis. Right. And you kind of go in expecting that. But you also get some really cool like twists and turns and 
like arrangements and stuff like that, you know? So I think it's fun for the audience as well. So I know I had a blast. Yeah. I did too. And it was obvious you were having fun up there. Oh, I was. Yeah, I think that shows to everybody and and that uh that really makes the show even better. It does. See the people up on stage having fun. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think like we really um tried to embody that on stage all the time. There's everyone was super invested in it. And it's a show that mm. like like I said lends itself to just having a blast doing it. Um you did, you did a bunch of stuff in high school as well, though. Yeah. Can you talk a little more about that? Yeah, for sure. So, in high school, um, in high school, like, probably the fun on the other side of the spectrum was Bill Sykes and Oliver, because you just get to be a total jerk the entire time, you know? <laughs> like, it was literally, like, I had a shillelagh, you know, like the, the like, club, and I would come on and like wave it in people's faces, like give me your money, you know. And I would like during my name, which is like the number when you know Bill Sex comes in and stuff. I had to like jump on a table, and they had these like silver prop cups. So I like jumped up onto the table and I stepped on one of the cups with my like boots, and I completely like crushed it, like it was an aluminum can. And I like just stared at it and went, and then I kicked it (laughs) off the table (laughs) and I'm just like, this is so much fun. You know, it's so much fun to be like a bad guy too. Um, And weirdly enough, like I've been typecast as a bad guy, like quite a bit, um, preferably previous to all shook up. Like um, I was Bill Sykes and Oliver and then um, Wyndham did in 2017, I think they did, um, 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 Sister Act, and I was the bad mobster guy in in Sister Act, which was like super fun. I could see that. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty sweet. Um, and then in Blood Brothers, I was the brother that kills the other brother. <laughs> so that was really fun. I had to like die. Murder is fun. It is. Sometimes it is. That's why people like like The Sopranos and like like all those movies because like it's it's mob bosses are fun. Like any like I, I don't know, but any power moves and any like interesting, you know, choices that you get to make on stage can be really fun. Yeah. The and, villain is almost always the best character. I mean, yeah. look at The Dark Knight with mm-hmm. Heath Ledger playing the Joker. That that was that was incredible awesome yeah yeah that was amazing yeah totally the villain can be so fun freeing yeah. you know for for an actor i think the villain can be very you know they can just throw it all out there and have a blast well, and not only it. that but us as a viewer we like we like to see the villain like a good villain makes us angry mm-hmm. yeah you know i think of jason isaacs who Played yeah. Lucius, Lucius Malfoy mm. and yeah. Potter, and, yes. mm. but he plays a role in the Mel Gibson movie with the, the Patriot. Oh right, oh, yeah. good. Yeah, one. And, yeah. You know, and, and the first fifteen minutes of that movie, you hate, hate him, that mm. character. Yeah. yeah, and as the movie goes on, you, I mean, just you hate him even more. And more, by the end of the movie, you just want that guy to burn in a freaking pit. Right. Like, yes. You know, if an actor can trigger that emotion oh, in you, it's, mm. that's 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 fun. That's yeah, what it's at. it, it yeah. totally is. And it's like if you get booed for <laughs> playing that's a bad you. guy, you're doing it right. Yeah. Or when people come up to you yeah. after the show and they're like, 
I hated you so much <laughs> in a good way. Yep. You're just like, yep. yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, like, but I also think like any role where you get to like really express some like intense emotion is also fun in yeah. like an intense way, you know, because uh, in Blood Brothers, like I died every single night for three weekends, you know, <laughs> like the whole the whole thing is like there's a there's like a. I confront my the, or the character confronts his brother uh, for like sleeping with his girlfriend or whatever. And he has a gun to the brother and then police have a gun to him. So he accidentally shoots his brother and then he gets shot by the police like at the same time. So it's just like three people or two people dying at once, you know? Wow. And it's like, yeah. And it's like super like raw and emotional. And it's just like you reach that like peak sometimes with like emotion and then you're just like, oh, this feels so crazy, you know? And yeah. yeah. So, and actually, um, also in Wyndham, I was um, Billy and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which uh, just a straight wow. show. And that was so intense. Like, um, I also had to die every night on stage, <laughs> which is pretty great. Uh, but also, like, the emotions in that show were just so, like, salient and intense that it was like, you felt a whole kind of way after this show. I don't know if it was fun, but it was like, yeah, it was intense, you know? So for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a whole different kind of ball game to go in and just be like the hilarious, like the kooky sidekick character. That's a whole different kind of emotion, which is probably more pure unadulterated, like joy, you know? Well, we, I believe that we met, during Godspell, right? Yeah. We had known each other beforehand. We, yeah, no, I, I think, think that goes for pretty much everyone here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We you know, you came out audition when we were Janelle and I were co directing Godspell for Umba. Mm-hmm. And uh and I remember I remember especially too you were doing your journalism gig pretty much full time then. Yeah, it was, yeah. And you yep. had a tough schedule, had a yes. hard time making some rehearsals and um mm-hmm. and I remember, you know, you never let it bug you. Like I, yeah. I, it, during rehearsals, it was constantly just like a, you showed up and you did what you had to, and you were having fun regardless of whether it felt yeah. rushed. Mm. And, uh, and your number, especially like in the show, like you just, you brought a, a level to it that I don't think I could have ever asked you to bring. I mean, it, and it, that's why Thank I you. Yeah. brought that fun word into it. Cause there was a fun factor for it that, mm. I can't, I can't explain it. You, can, can you kind of go into a little bit of like, you know, you yeah. going into a role? Totally. Yeah. So I think like, yeah, and you're totally right. So context with like Godspell, because I think it's a really good representation of that is like, yeah, I had a really crazy schedule at the time. And there was like, so there were some rehearsals I would just show up and be like, all right, I just need to like learn where I'm on on stage and like what my body is supposed to do and like what I'm supposed to say. And then I would say probably like, a month or a month and a half in it started to click a little bit and i don't know if anyone else has this but there's like moments where you're just like you click and you just like commit you're just like this is what i'm gonna do Mm. this is how this is how i'm gonna say things like this is what my character is you know and the cool thing about like godspell is that you have all these ensemble members who are really important and have a lot of like stage time and when they're not like singing or saying something they're in the background like just being people and like living and the show doesn't really say like this on song. And I mean, I guess we technically had names, but it doesn't really say like 
this ensemble person is the goofy one or this guy is or this person is the series you know you get to right. create that for yourself so you really get to like create the character for yourself and i remember because i did like the like surfer dude like totally kyle like hey man kind of thing and <laughs> that like clicked one night because i was like messing around with it and i'm like i just need a way to like make this make this fun like literally you know like make it so yeah it's because when you've because I also feel like when you have that moment where you're like, all right, I'm going for it. You can put all your energy behind it. Because if you don't reach that stage, then you're just kind of like like scattershot, like frantically trying to um, learn your lines and like learn where you're supposed to be. Right. But if you have that like momentum and that commitment to be like, I'm a character now, <laughs> you know, <laughs> then you can then you can just roll forward with it and godspell was excellent with that because i got a lot of like practice on like what you do in the background you know when people may or may not be looking at you like your facial expressions and like your body language and like reacting to what other people say yeah you know like that is that's huge and that energy can carry forward too because i mean like it's not and like it is really important to have those like big numbers where you're like you know really get to like show your stuff and like you know like your culmination kind of moments but it's also like the little stuff adds up too because mm -hmm. if you're just on stage and you're like dead like but you light up whenever you say something like that's gonna look really fake but yeah. it's like the culmination of the little moments make the big moments really big you yeah. know so yeah. like yeah. so and that was a really important like lesson to learn too the little things like build up to the big picture with with like a character you know God, Godspell was really a great show for that for me because I had a lot of time in the background to formulate that, <laughs> you know, to like build that. So it's it was pretty a, awesome. It was a pleasure to have you in the cast. It was Alan awesome Cruise, to work with you guys too. Yeah. Walking away from that. Yeah. You definitely left an impression on me. Just like you, you made the people around you better. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah. You killed it. Well, and I also feel like the other people in the cast too m made me better as well. You know, like there were a lot of moments, especially I think with like, you know, Ricky and Brandon, like their emotion and the serious parts of the play, you know, like the last supper when like that was emotionally devastating every time. Yeah. And if, if Ricky had been there just like not fully committing, then it wouldn't have, you know what yeah. I mean? Like if Jesus in that scene is just like, Eh, whatever then it doesn't matter what the what anyone else is doing right <laughs> yeah so it was just like we all had this like awesome awesome way of like feeding off of each other and like like cranking up the energy or bringing down the energy or like we just had a really good mesh and that is so important mm. you had mentioned when we were talking earlier mm -hmm. i mean a big part of who you are and what you bring to the table you did singing lessons in theater camps yeah when you were younger i did yeah those were really um really important to like form to also like learn the basics of being on stage so i did um started doing voice let well it all kind of goes back to charlie brown because <laughs> fourth grade i was charlie brown first like show ever you know and i was all my like story that i like to tell about that is like i was so like fully like I was in love with like the rehearsals and stuff. And I like begged my mom to let me stay up until nine, 
like <laughs> on nights before rehearsals so I could like learn my lines and stuff. So she would sit with me and we would like just go over these like flashcards for hours and hours at a time because like I don't even think we did the junior version of the show because I remember like I had a ton of lines to learn for like a fourth grader, you know, and like so cool. she just totally we just like committed and it was like so much fun. You know, mm. like I get to, I got to like sit there and like put the bag over my head and stuff. And it was like, it was a really awesome, like foundation experience. And I had my teacher at the time, uh, Miss Null. And cause I went to Lake region, she like fostered that because there was, it was fourth through six. And like, she had this fourth grader who wanted to be Charlie Brown. And she had no idea if the fourth grader was going to be like, well, like be able to do it. Right. She was like, okay, I'll give you a shot. That's so and, cool. Yeah. And that's happened like more than once to me. And I just feel really lucky for that. You know, like teachers being like, all right, let's give you a shot. I'll talk more about that in a sec. But I also um, went to theater camp at Deer Trees Theater. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. From like fifth to seventh grade or eighth grade uh, during the summers. That was really important too, because I got to um, learn like basic acting technique and stuff like that. And they yeah. made that really fun. And um, I did voice lessons as well around the same time period. We were actually talking, so it's funny. In like fifth grade, I was Jesus at our, in Godspell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was also cool because like we were talking about like the emotional moments on stage and stuff. And like that was the first time, even if it was in like a... Because <laughs> we, we like did the 70s like thing where I had like the suspenders and the oh, like right. Superman stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that kind of Jesus. And it was at that point I had really weird like John Lennon circle glasses that didn't fit my face. Like they were way too small and like, <laughs> like squeezed into my nose. So I just looked pretty, pretty weird. But I remember the scene where like Jesus dies and I was just like, oh my gosh. Like even if it's just my mom crying, I'm like making people cry, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's so cool. So that was a really cool experience. Um, That's cool that you said John Lennon because Scott's actually going to see John Lennon later this week. Yeah. No, Scott is not seeing John Lennon. No, no, it's George Harrison. John Lennon has passed away (laughs) some time ago now. I really got to get my feels down. You kids out there, there's a couple. (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) Gosh Uh, darn it, Mark David Chapman. I I was having fun right up until that point. Yep. Yep. Um, Imagine. All the people. All the people. Um, Yeah, so. And, like, the teachers. Man, the teachers. Like, I would not be anywhere doing anything without the music teachers that helped me along. Like, it was the same deal in, like, middle school. Because I was Aladdin and Aladdin in seventh grade. And Miss Martell, my music teacher, had been, like, my course teacher and stuff. And she was like... This se- she went to like the principal and she was like, this seventh grader really wants to be Aladdin. And the principal was like, well, he's a seventh grader. Like, I don't know if he can do it, you know? And she like vouched for me and like she, that's cool. And then I was Aladdin, you know? And then that summer at Deer Trees, they were doing a production of On Golden Pond and they needed a kid to come in and be, um, be the, uh, like, I want to like teenager character in that, you know? And she pitched me to, and I mean, she didn't even like ask me before she did, but she like pitched me to this like New York theater guy who was coming up to direct that show and oh, like wow. totally vouched for me and totally said like this kid would be great. 
And I got to like spend a summer working with like New York like theater actors That's on, so on Golden cool. Pond. Cool. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Like I look back on that now and I'm like, I am incredibly thankful for the people that have been like, give them a shot, you know, put them in coach. <laughs> it was, I would not be anywhere without that. So that That's was really so cool. awesome. Nice. Yeah. Like in high school, I was Bill Sykes and a couple other like musical roles and stuff. They like did their one acts and stuff like that. Then I kind of like dipped out in college. I did like one Shakespeare show, but kind of went to the back burner. But then when I graduated, I got into like the Wyndham Center stage uh, doing shows with them. And that's kind of because I grew up in Wyndham. So that's kind of my home base until we moved out here. Cool. Yeah. Been expanding a little bit, which is wonderful. Yeah. 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 And we're thankful for that. Yeah. For sure. I, l- I love all of community here it's so awesome you know yeah. having those roles and experiences led to you directing a show from- yeah for the first time um it was the great american trailer park musical which is hilarious and um this was coming out of covid it was like the first show that wyndham center stage did once uh, we could actually have people like back on seeing live theater and it was cool because it was it's a really i don't know if anyone knows anything about the show, but it's like a really tight cast. There's probably like uh, eight people on stage and mm. it's hilarious. So we got to really like do um some really intense, like hilarious, like character work and stuff and like hone in and do a small show. Um, cool. Yeah. And it was like directing was like a whole other, whole other beast. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. There's like stuff that I, I like I had never run a like tech rehearsal before you know like a q to q and i walked in for the q to q and i was like so what do we do (laughs) (laughs) and i'm just like i'm the worst i probably hated me you know but like there was so much to like learn and so many learning opportunities in that and i worked with some pretty awesome people who pulled off a pretty hilarious show um so yeah i was thankful to get that opportunity to get into directing a little bit um i'm still like new to it (laughs) still have a lot to learn but it's pretty pretty awesome you have any any opportunities when it comes to directing in your future or give any thought to it at all yeah so i'm actually gonna be putting on and i we are still really on in the in the production process for this um we haven't like uh solidified much except that it's gonna happen (laughs) i think the week before uh halloween cool. um and i don't have specific dates yet either but i'm gonna be putting on young frankenstein in wyndham which is gonna be so funny that is awesome. yeah that's so great yeah put on the ritz <laughs> yeah it's gonna be so great we're all gonna take trips to wyndham oh for oh, sure yeah. we need to go see we're going for sure. we're going yes you have guaranteed four tickets awesome 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 yes, Five, yes. six six tickets six tickets. yes uh we're we're getting there we're gonna get it yeah uh it's gonna be awesome it's gonna yeah, be it's only 825 more to go <laughs> you'll be good <laughs> right <laughs> i can't even think about that right now it's gonna be so awesome to have like a full-size musical back on stage yeah you know without any caveats i mean still like taking safety precautions and stuff but i mean like it'd be so great to have some sense of normalcy with everything and mm. and also it was 
and all shook up we started like rehearsing in mass and stuff and then gradually it was cool to like return to normal gradually you know and put on a normal right awesome show yeah where you didn't have to like do the weird caveats where like you would be master like all the like dumb things that we all did out of desperation to keep theater going right yeah you know and like it was really hard to do but worth it because we're all here and still doing theater but yeah but it's almost like we are kind of in that the fog is clearing a little bit you know a little bit more back to normal well, I, well, I think having Johnny here and what I've experienced with him in the two shows I've seen him in with Godspell and All Shook Up, seeing that face and the fun mm-hmm. that he's having, right? If he had a mask on, I wouldn't get, I wouldn't get half of that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's tough. It is, and, yeah. and I understand we got to do what we got to do, but that, that sure and not only makes it hard for that, but part of part of theater, the biggest one of the biggest part of theaters I. You dive into the experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's happening on stage, if the magic is working correctly, is happening in real life, mm-hmm. in real time. Yeah. I know it seems silly to think like, oh, but a, a mask does take away from that a little bit. I mean, it Absolutely. reminds us, we, we go to these things and try to get experiences to get us out of our our world and our current situation, right. just, even right. just for a little bit. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, those masks... Yeah. I mean, while they're necessary, remind us of the crap that we've had to live through the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Here in the podcast, uh, we hate uh, COVID. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Yeah. It's not fun. That, I'd had fun before. That was COVID was not it. That was not it. Yeah. I purposely didn't ask what was the time. (laughs) (laughs) Only because we all would have said COVID. Yeah. It was just like being on survival mode for uh, an inordinate amount of months. It was, you know, it was just straight stressful. up survival, whatever it takes, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yep. And that is no way to have a sustained quality of life or no. theater. You know, like it's not good. All right, so nothing about not having fun. Yeah. Back to the fun. Back to the fun. And John, I was thinking about my definition of fun when you were all thinking about your definition of fun. Yeah, please do. So if yeah. I could hop in for a second. So my definition of fun to get a little like esoteric is like. It's a moment where, like, all of the crap that's going on in your mind just dissipates and you concentrate on, like, one emotion. You know what I mean? So, like, the the way that I think about it is, like, if you like roller coasters, when you're really having fun on a roller coaster, the literal only thing you can feel and think about is the joy of being on the roller coaster. You or fear. I mean? or, or fear. Or fear. Yeah. Or, but but if the fear is fun, positive. The fear yeah. is yeah. fun. Yeah. But then also it's like. That's if, why we weren't thinking about the girl in front of us. <laughs> yeah. Because you couldn't. Because it was too fun. And I think about like. <laughs> you remember when you guys. Did you ever like ha- like start a whirlpool and an above ground pool when yeah. you were kids? Oh, yes. yeah. Like oh, one of my sure. favorite memories is doing that. We like did it for four hours straight one afternoon. Like, we <laughs> and like you would, it got. It was so fast. You would like. You would like get into it and you would just go like <laughs> around in a circle. And it was so like, it was just so fun. Like that's all I could think about when I was in the whirlpool was just like, ah, you know, and I'm just like, you get those moments in theater too, though. You know, yeah. you get yeah. those moments where like everything like it's like you, yeah, you like pop a balloon and all everything else goes away. And it's just like you there in the moment, you know, or the actor mm. there in the moment. And I'm just like, I don't know if that's like fun, 
like the definition of fun, but it's its own really intense thing, you know? Yeah. I, I, yeah. That you can't really get anywhere else, you know? Oh, for sure. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking of how to, like, in my own experience, you know, just those like culminating moments where you're like, this is like what I want to be doing more than anything else. <laughs> yeah. It's like you were, Absolutely. and I, I forgot who said this, but they were also saying that there's moments in shows where you're not having fun, you know? And yeah. like, I've experienced that as a director as well, like more so as a director, because there are some really stressful moments as a director when you're like, oh, for what sure. the heck is happening? Like that meme of the dog in the house that's on fire. This is fine. Yeah. You're like, this is fine. It's fine that <sighs> everything's like, fine. <laughs> like on our tech rehearsal, our entire sound system crapped out. Like it's fine. Everything's fine. You we're know? still good. Yeah we're, yeah. we're, we're still good. Most of the time it is still good. Most of the time you come out of it the other side. I'll, I've never had an experience where I didn't come out of it the other side and have it be fine, you know, and have it be fun. But the thing that keeps me going through the lows or the highs, like the remembering of the highs. There are some times where I feel like really self-conscious too, you know, like yeah. there are still like auditions or something or especially like early on sometimes in processes in a show where you're like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I don't know if I'm good enough for this. Like, I don't know if I can like pull this off or whatever, but that has never been more intense than the desire to see it through. And the desire to have those moments where you're just like, this is amazing, you know, because <laughs> mm. you know, you're going to get there, you know, but I think like the remembering that that's kind of like the star in the distance that you're going towards is like the thing that pulls you through a lot of the time, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 So the weird moments of directing where crap just hits the fan are like wonderful. <laughs> everyone has experienced that where it's just like what is happening to my show right now and it's never anyone's fault it's just like i can't believe that our amp just blew out and our four mics just blew out and our <laughs> you know <laughs> oh my gosh for sure those are those are like the moments where i thrive though really i feel like, like oh you're one of those the, like you're like thriving yeah i just there's something in the chaos where mm. you're just like, there's something in my mind that just like everything, just like you get like that tunnel vision. And you're like, all right, what needs to happen and how can I fix it? Like, it's like my main job is like just troubleshooting things. Just, I'm making a mental note that if there's ever an apocalypse, you're the, probably the person I want to hang out with. <laughs> oh yes. Like, you know, like tunnel vision in times of crisis, like that is not a character trait of mine. So <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and you handle 911 calls? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, well, that's I just legit. lost a best friend. <laughs> no, it's true. That's a whole it's like work brain versus Yo, no, for sure. Versus uh, yeah. Hundred percent. But yeah, no. That is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And we're back to the Backstairs podcast where we have guest of we have, we have a guest with us that doesn't need to be introduced but he was. Uh Johnny Balduck. <laughs> awesome yeah that's a good intro right <laughs> that was that yeah that that was great <laughs> now uh we've talked about your 
theater history. Yes. And we've talked about fun. We talked a little bit about you, you know, your directing debut and stuff like that. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to get some ideas from you. I mean, you've worked with quite a few directors at this point. Yeah. Um, I wanted to kind of touch base on what you, you know, what you've noticed from directors you've worked with. Maybe their strengths and their weaknesses that you've kind of brought that have affected the way that you direct or the plan you how you plan to direct in the future. Yeah, um, totally, totally. Um, yeah, no, I, and I think like I think like the the first thing that like uh, really good directors that I've noticed are like really good at is like b- managing like mm. people. And managing, like, especially in community theater, like, knowing that all of these people have, like, jobs and, like, lives and everything. So, the directors that are, like, really conscious of, like, the person and, like, have that, like, understanding that, like, they have lives outside of the show and are, like, good at managing the person within the space of time, you know? Yeah. Like, that is, that is really, and it's, like, also kind of, like, a respect thing, you know? Like, if, if, um if the director like respects the person enough to like be really good with like time and like efficient and stuff like that, then I'm like, it just makes everything a lot smoother. So like, that is a lesson that I've trying to keep, keep with me, like directing too, is like all of these people are (laughs) like, this show is like one blip and like everything else that everyone is going on, you know? So that and i've had some really awesome directors like that you know yeah. and it's like and it's like anything like you have it's a project and you have a certain amount of time to get it done but like it can't be your entire life especially if you have like like a life you know right yeah so like that that's huge um and also just like the directors that like really uh know how to like level with actors you know like i and i mean like there have been some directors that i've had like in the past that are you know they like give notes in sort of like not an impersonal way but i feel like the way to do it when you're giving notes is to be like give the actor like the context yeah fully explain what you need them or like want them to do you know so it's not just like a here's here's your note it's a here, like, I really think that you should go behind this person and say the line from over here instead of over here because I feel like it would add this, you know? Like, mm. because, like, there's nothing worse than being on stage and, like, not understanding why you're doing something because it pulls you out of it, yeah. you know? If you're like, I have no idea why I'm behind this person right now, <laughs> you know, then, like, the best directors, you can just be like, hey, why am I behind this person right now? You know? <laughs> and they'll tell you, this is why you're behind the person right now. But if, like, you don't feel comfortable, like, addressing that, then that's, like, not, uh, like, a good relationship with, you know? Mm. So, like, always want to be the kind of director that you can just be like, oh, you're behind there because of this. You know? <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Right. You know? So, like, that that is huge, too. Um yeah and just like i love i love seeing i love to seeing and i always like love acting beside people where you can like see the progression of like 
day one versus like the end like in terms of like being in yeah. the character you yeah. know i'm like if we had like a gopro strapped to our forehead with from the very first rehearsal to now like the very first time that you ever spoke on that you spoke on stage for this production and now it's like it's crazy to see that progress you know mm-hmm. and when you like zoom out on it and see like the whole progression of like learning and actually it was cool because there were some young i was working with some young actors and um uh in trailer park where i like it was kind of their first like actual like adult you know musical so it was really awesome to see them go from like can i say the f word on stage <laughs> like american trailer park musical is like a very like crass show you know like there yeah. are a ton of f bombs and it's like very it's hilarious but like crass and rude and stuff and it's like kind of like being like yes <laughs> yes you can you are <laughs> not gonna get in trouble and just seeing from day one like the trepidation to like uh, just like rocking it you know on opening night and i'm just like right because that was me you know like i think like back when like 16 17 you know like like older teenage hood when it was like you got on stage and you're like am i doing this right like is this i don't know you know and then you have the directors that are just like really work with you and like understand you and like let you know that like you're don't look dumb <laughs> that you're actually right yeah doing things right you know and that's like so affirming and try to carry that too in every show that i like do like and especially that do moving forward is just like affirm with the actors like yes you you're you're getting there or you're there or like you know but just like lay the path for them you know mm. just, yeah that's perfect I also really like it when directors are like, like working with a New York director, he was just like such a weird guy in such a good way, you know, like, <laughs> like I just, um, just like what you would expect, like a director to like, just like chain smoke, just like, I need you to go over here, you know? And it's just like, <laughs> just like the personalities are, are fantastic. And I mean, that's the thing about community theater too, is, you know, a lot of the people like outside of the theater. So um just getting to know people and like what i really liked about all shook up is like i would look over and i'd be like i'm besides someone like you know dennis twitchell or you know someone Mm. like a like people who have been around in the community forever and i'm like i'm acting beside them you know and then i look over and i see a really talented like junior in high school and i'm like i'm also next to them you know and it's just like yeah there is just the whole spectrum of like community involvement which is like totally what i think community theater is about it's just like it's just people who love being there don't want to be anywhere else you know it doesn't matter how old you are it doesn't matter like what you're doing in life if you like want to be there more than you want to be at home do it (laughs) you know yeah yeah um that's great yeah that's that's perfect thank you all right Johnny. Yes. Um, I heard there were, there was something you wanted to talk about. There is. And uh, I didn't realize how much, how many thoughts I have on this until I was talking to John on the phone in the car yesterday. And so, and I mean, this is something that I didn't realize was like affected like my theater life until recently. It's just like as a person with a not like average like stage like physique, 
you know, just like how that like affects like your confidence and stuff. And yeah, and and what really brought this on is like a lot of times I don't even think about it. A lot of times I'm just like I'm me, cool, you know. But there were some lines in All Shook Up where it was like, uh, what a funny looking little man, you know. And that was like in the script. And like the first time I read that, I'm like, I can't, I can't like say that, you know. Yeah, I can't because it's not true, you know. But then I started like thinking about it, and I'm like, well, like. In the show, like, the character at that point is acting, you know, is terrified of everything, you know, he's terrified of, like, has all this, like, inner turmoil and, like, is terrified of, like, the love of his life not loving him and stuff like that. So, it's not so much, like, how you look as, like, how you act, you know? And I, I think about, like, someone, you know, who really uses, like, their physicality in, like, an interesting way and this might be a weird example, but like Chris Farley, you know? Yeah. I think yeah. about all of Chris Farley's hilarious, like SNL skits and stuff. And, you know, like fat guy in a little coat when he like rips the coat and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And I'm like, that is such a good, yeah, it's such a good example of like using your, yourself and like your body to like be funny or like make a point or whatever, you know? Yeah. And like, it was really weird because like during that show, I'm just like, I can actually like, even though I'm like, you know, not typical or whatever, I can actually like use this to be kind of funny, you know, like to, to better inhabit like that character. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that, um, like I struggled with a lot because I've always been like self-conscious about that, you know, like looking weird, you know, Mm. I'm sure like every actor has had a point where they're like, I look stupid right now, you know, (laughs) or like worried that they look dumb or like, yeah. And it's just like, it's such a like liberating thing to just like let go of be like, yeah, maybe I do, but that's because my character is dumb, (laughs) you know? (laughs) It is. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Just like not care. It shows a huge commitment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you just you just went for it, and that yeah, that's all that really mattered, and that's what mattered to people that were watching you. They saw that you went for it. You were having fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. And but it also like makes me think about like as someone who like wants to direct, just like these like ah uh, like values that I think like a lot of the theater community puts on things that I don't really know if it has to be that way. You know, like I'm a big proponent right. of like the blind casting theory sort of, you know, like Mm. if you can like pull off the role and you can like, you're good at it, then I don't see why you couldn't have like, especially if it's part of your show, like my dream. And let me just preface this with my dream. Like my dream is to someday put on a blind cast, Jesus Christ, superstar where like Judas could be a woman, you know, like Jesus could be like anything. There's like no limit to the possibility of who could be playing a role, you know? And I feel like, I feel like part of like loving something is being is like being willing to always like to kind of turn it on its head in a way, you know? So like, I feel like a lot of the like casting conventions and theater conventions are like kind of holding theater back a little bit in certain ways to be like, this type of person can only be, and I mean like Cinderella or something, you know, like this type of person can only be Cinderella or like, You have to be this tall to be right, <laughs> the yeah. hero. You know what I mean? Like to ride this ride. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. There shouldn't be that sign. 
you know, unless like you're doing a period piece or something or whatever, you know, but I feel like it's much more interesting. And (laughs) what I was also thinking about is like theater is like one of those things in life where you want to like dull the edges, you know, you want to make everything seem like perfect and like put on the spectacle of like theater and stuff, you know, but also like that, like, like washing it like that can be a little bit like boring. You know, if everything is like castles and perfect and, you know, you like put on these like perfect musicals 24 seven that don't have any like edge or like say anything to me, that's a little bit like stale. Like I'm totally up for a good, just like classic musical every now and then. But I also want to see more of those shows that are like turn things on their head a little bit, you know, that aren't just like straight cookie cutter, you know? And I think like when you start to, think about like the implicit like things that you have like either as a director or an actor like i have to be this kind of person in this role or like this kind of person has to be this character every time the show gets put on you're right you know that's yeah. like really limiting for the entire community so i just kind of realized that like <laughs> that is something that is really interesting to me like play with how that works you know yeah no for sure that's yeah. awesome I know when we did uh, spam a lot, like mm. the, it, it's written into the rights that only a certain gender can play a certain role. Yeah, and, yeah, that's true. And it, and it's like it, it's interesting, like just because like like I I get it, like with the, with the humor, mm-hmm. like there there are certain jokes that are going to be tough to come across if mm-hmm. you know because like there's like cross dressing and like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, certain roles. I, I get it. I get that. Like you, they want to like maintain the humor, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's also hard just like when you're like, you have the perfect person for this, this role mm-hmm. and you can't cast them. Yeah. Because of the, like, just the rights. The rights. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that is a huge problem too. And I mean, like, I understand the like need for rights. I'm not like not, but I, I feel like that is pretty needlessly restrictive because if you're going to, sell the rights to someone i feel like they should have a little bit of liberty to like cast the person they think they think is going to be best at the role no matter who that is you know? yeah. And, yeah and i mean i i i say this and then i i also like i understand like it's it's all about the show mm-hmm. it's all yeah. about like putting on like the best performance of this show mm-hmm. and they want to like adhere to like the the jokes and the mm-hmm. the the very like nuances of each character. And I, yeah. I, I totally understand and like respect that for sure. Yeah. But it would be nice to be able to bend some of these rules and it bend some be. of these. It would be because even like shows that you wouldn't expect to have little like tinges of like subversive or like edge to them still kind of do, mm. you know, like I'm thinking like all shook up has a message where it's like, let's turn this like, like socially conservative town on its head you know and like right mess with the status quo and like right. even some of the most like basic well, not basic but you know like music like musical musicals have a little bit of an edge where they say something mm-hmm. you know and it's like if you look at the story like i feel like and i could nerd out about jesus christ superstar because i absolutely love that show you know and i like but like the story behind that is incredibly subversive, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a it's a person going against this tyrannical like government 
you know, and like, you know, how, <laughs> how to change the world underneath like a really oppressive, like basically regime, you know, like the Pharisees yeah. are their yeah. own regime. Yeah. So like, if the best way to tell that is to have like a female Judas or a female Jesus, or like if the, you know, like, then why shouldn't you be able to do that? You know, it yeah. doesn't make any sense. And I mean, even a show like, like Godspell, you know, and I mean, Godspell, like still on the, the biblical thing, but I mean, this, um, I forget the name of the song, but when, um, uh, lawyers and Pharisees, hypocrites that you are like, that's Jesus coming and flipping the table, like, you know, and talking yeah. about how to just turn the world on its head, you know? And do I think that like, uh, you could blindly cast that role to like, yes, <laughs> you know? yeah totally like and there's a lot of roles like that too you know mm -hmm. and i just think like there's a box that we kind of that we kind of put our that we put our shows in and we say it has to be like but you can kind of take the lid off of it sometimes you know yeah 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 no i i think it would be it would be cool to see you yeah do that and it would also be cool to like and i know like there's a ton that goes into like planning shows and like you need the money you need the numbers you need the heads you need shows that you know we're gonna sell especially like coming out of covid and when a lot of us are strapped anyway but i would really like to see some of the more like edgier you know like or less like well-known shows start to get put on on a like semi-regular basis mm -hmm. in the area you know like it would be so cool if we had like a like a adult like musical get put up somewhere around here you know like a I'm thinking like the one that pops into my head immediately is, is like assassins or something you know like something that just has like a really ed like an edge to it you know yeah like because uh, i feel like and i'm not <laughs> i love shows like that are that are like the musicals but there's also like this whole other whole other really interesting people that are writing really interesting shows that might get glossed over because they're not gonna sell seats you know yeah I I think that is like a there, there's a fine line between being like artistic mm -hmm. and doing these shows where they're they're good mm -hmm. but they're they're not popular yeah they're not you know the what everybody's expecting to see mm -hmm. um, there is yeah because <laughs> because one one is a gamble and the other one is kind of a sure thing you know right and like it's terrifying sometimes to take that gamble yes. right but sometimes those gambles yeah it's really it. pay off yeah i agree really pay off i yeah. agree 100%. so yeah i'm all i'm all for that yeah so johnny mm -hmm. uh i gotta tell you we really appreciate you coming out tonight. i had uh, such yeah. an amazing time it, this was so this oh, was so good it's awesome to hear. a lot of fun yeah. yes it was it was all about fun and we absolutely nailed the fun part we did. I think. I, I think. agree. So we we end the show mm -hmm. with what we call strike. Yes. You know what strike is. Being I do. A, being a theater veteran. Yes. Um, strike is uh, when you clear the stage for the next show. So yes, we're going to clear this episode <laughs> with five questions for you. Perfect. <clears throat> and your first question is number one. Mm -hmm. This being a community theater podcast, what does community mean to you mm. yeah community is all of the moving parts that go into like 
all of the combined efforts of everyone you know like yeah and you well. you see it in like the town you see it in like the businesses that support the theater you see it in the the people that spread the word of mouth when the show is actually going up but what a community theater show to me is like when the entire community when the cast is made up of community members and the entire community kind of latches on to the show mm. you know and like when like i was saying before when you can look beside you on stage and see like someone who has been doing the community show for 10 years and you look you see a 17 year old you see like you know yeah. a business owner you just see so many different people all coming together with the one yeah. goal of putting on a show yeah you know and there's a lot of like love and a lot of like deep connection that goes on with that too awesome yeah no, that's yeah. great great yeah. definition great definition yeah okay another one i like to ask is you're you're a veteran like we said yeah um give me a uh an epic stage fail that you've been associated with part of <laughs> yeah or whatever you whatever you want to go with okay so i don't know you might have actually seen this i don't know what day you were at all shook up but <laughs> i had suspenders on right and there was also the scene where i have to drop trow you know and i have a bathing suit on underneath <laughs> and oh my god it was so difficult to like nonchalantly like pull the pants up and get the suspenders on because sometimes they would just like fly off and I would have to like redo them and stuff. And it was just a whole mess trying to get my <laughs> pants up on stage with the suspenders on. And one night, I think it was opening night. Oh my God. It was a perfect storm. The friggin' suspenders, they like somehow like just came off of my shoulders and went like like they're elastic so they went flying and they literally like hit like this part of my thigh at the same time and smacked and then just stayed there and it was like i was wearing a speedo like they just literally like and there was nothing i could do because i'm not gonna like grab at them and like pull them up like just like i can't so i was just standing there and the audience totally saw it and was like you know but it was literally like i was wearing like chaps or something like oh it was God. insane and i had to like turn around and I, they just the audience was just like roaring and i'm just like at least they think it's funny but it's also <laughs> like mortifying at the same time <laughs> and then one time i lost a shoe on stage we had this choreography thing with chairs like rolling chairs and my sneaker got caught on the floor and my shoe just like popped off and flew across the stage so I had oh to like God. dance over to it and like put it on. Yeah. So that was pretty, nice. pretty good one. Fail. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So you're, you've got a lot of new ideas. Um, we've got kind of limited availability around here on how mm -hmm. we stage a show. Yeah. We've got the Grange over here. We've got the high school stage. Yeah. Um, do you get any thoughts on some new way we could stage a show in mm. our general area? Yes. Yeah. That is a good question. Mm. And I know Oompa's done stuff at the Deering Community Center and the church, yeah. right? Yeah. That's a beautiful space. And I feel like it doesn't get used as much as it needs to because it is such a beautiful space. Yeah. So if you were to do like, I think like a sung through mostly like show, you know, like a 
would be a good place for that. I, I think like that's it. But also like I think a lot about like like Portland does like Shakespeare in the park and stuff. Yep. And we could totally do something like that in one Absolutely. of the parks, you know, like have an outdoor theater. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm not sure if yeah. any of the parks around here have an amphitheater. I don't think so. I could I don't, I, I don't think so. We, don't have, we could build one. Yeah. There's yeah. a gazebo at um Right. At, uh more, yeah. More park. more park. Yeah. I think the um the McLaughlin Gardens would beautiful. be really would be, beautiful. Oh yeah, because they have that really beautiful barn. Mm. Yeah. 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 Some outside summer stuff would be amazing. Mm. Um that would be really good. And I mean, I don't know. There's just like, I can't like think of any more like physical spaces that I'm aware of yeah. where you could do stuff. But like, it is kind of challenging though to like have like, where do you put it up? You know? Right. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's hard. Like that is a hard thing to grapple with. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I think like outdoors would be really fun to like, cool. and like, and I think we have like a young enough like and you know well actually yes so doing outdoors would be great doing some shakespeare would be awesome and i don't know much like i haven't really looked at a ton of their shows but um the name of the creative place above 290 yep they're doing some they have a space too and they've been doing some some cool shows True. i've heard good things about that um original musical that they had about the sauna owner dave sauna yeah i yeah. heard that was really good uh, yeah, Nueva. It's coming to Deer Trees Theater this right. summer. If anybody Deer wants Trees. to see yeah, it, it's we'll exciting for yeah. an evening at Dave's Sauna. I, yes. I think I think the the backstairs podcast needs to go. Honestly, yeah, you do. We do. Go check it out. That's exciting. It's really That's right. fun. That I mean, is a locally yeah. written show. Yeah, all what could be more exciting and new community. than that? Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's yeah. Right. That's fantastic. They're doing fantastic stuff. I want to go see that in Deer Trees now. Well, you awesome. can come with us. I will come with you. All right. Yeah. It'll be so much fun. We should do that. All right. Yes. Cool. Next question. Number four. Number four. Uh, what do you want to hear in a community theater podcast? I want to hear fun conversations with awesome people. And I think like to highlight like some of the people that keep this theater community going, you know, especially in Oxford Hills, like the people who are the engine that keeps putting on shows and all of us continuing to do what we love. Um, yeah. Hearing their perspectives and hearing the fun banter and everything. So that's uh, great. what I would like to hear. Great. Great. Yeah. So uh, that was question number four, right? Yeah, am I right? Last question. I uh, or are we mixing it up today? Two more. All right, <laughs> two more questions. Okay. Really, you I have like, producer permission. All to right. Two Thank more. you, Janelle. Janalex. Thank you for that permission. Janalex, no longer so Janalex. We'll, we'll call it Five uh, A. Okay. All right. All right. Five A. Has anybody else come up to you and said you look like Josh Gad? <laughs> I'm going to have to try really hard to make this not like an hour long answer. The answer shortly is yes. It started with my wife when I, uh, she was like, looked at me like two years ago and was just like, stop. And I like looked at her and I'm like, what? And she's like, don't move. And she's like, you look exactly <laughs> like Josh Gad. And she pulled up a picture of Josh Gad. And I was like, I guess. And since she, since she said that, like, 
people <laughs> at like at like Applebee's have been like, you look just like Josh Gad. You look just like Josh Gad. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> so yes, the answer to that question is yes. <laughs> just I thought it through the entire show of All Shook Up, I was like, that's Josh Gad. It was more, it was- I was more Josh Gaddy in All Shook Up because I had like four different yeah. people comment that to me during all shook up i don't know what it was you, you but had the hair the hair was just right i didn't yeah. notice it in godspell yeah but in all shook up the the hair was just right yeah and, and i was like oh my R- god that's josh gad up there R- remind me that's the guy from like frozen right yeah, yeah like he's play, olaf the yeah, olaf yeah but he's yes. also in like the book of mormon mm-hmm. right you could play literally any role that josh gad has ever played <laughs> yeah. I feel he, like. he played Easily. gaston in the no no he was lefou no. lefou yes. that's yes. what, that's yes. what right. i meant yeah he's fantastic yeah, I kind of want to be Josh Gad. No, why? <laughs> that would actually be like really Gaston. No one likes like Gaston. Actually, now that I think about it, I think a subconscious influence was Olaf and um and Dennis or Josh. Just Josh Gad's mannerisms in general. Yeah, yeah. I, nice. I, I can see that. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So, lastly, five B. Five B. Yeah. Five B. Yeah. Uh, when are you gonna pitch a show to direct at Oompa? That's a wonderful question. That because uh, it just might be time to start thinking about that. It just might be, and I think we should all think about that, or I should think about you that, and come back it. to you with Seriously. a legitimate answer. Because I have a lot I mean, of shows. You were, you were you've talked about a show in particular that hasn't been pitched, and uh, yes, <laughs> yeah, the, so. okay, okay. Um. Yeah, that's my passion passion project. So I will uh, be in touch. <laughs> we are always looking for new directors, and this just uh, turned into the Oompa podcast. The, the, well, for that question, <laughs> yes, I that mean, I gotta help a brother out. You know, exactly. Yep. Yeah, yep. No, I, I think uh, you would be fantastic. Yeah, I want to do that very much now. Thank you for planting that in my brain. Good, good. That was the point. Yeah, right. The exact point. Yes the the seed has been planted in my brain. Well, Johnny, cool. Thank you. Yeah, for coming out. Tonight. Thank you so much for having me. This has been like so much fun. Oh, that's great. We've we had a blast. We we love talking to people, hearing their stories, and we love talking about community theater. Yeah. And you just. We just had a blast. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. I totally love to blather about musical theater. And this po- project is so fantastic. It's it's wonderful what you guys are doing with this. Um, awesome. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. We're, we're, we're stoked that you're here with us and that people hopefully like this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming out. Thank and you. Listening to us uh go on and on johnny we really appreciate you showing up tonight and bringing you a game yeah Uh, we had a lot of fun (laughs) yeah and uh you know uh we hope uh everybody listening had a good time and we appreciate you coming out checking us out remember you can check out the backstairs podcast anywhere you find podcasts you don't need to talk about that just because they're I, they're dude, they're literally listening I, to the I, podcast wanna, right now. You I don't want to talk about it. You, <laughs> they don't need to know where they can listen to podcasts because they're listening to it right now. Maybe they could like find more information well, about us somewhere else. They can find more information about us at like Facebook, Instagram. They can email us. 
they at can, the backstairs podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Yes. Quick question. Can they flash a beacon in the sky at night? Like, like a like Batman? Batman? Yeah. Yeah. Like, do, do, you, do you have your own beacon? If podcasts. If they're beacon, beacon. like if, beacon. if they, mm-hmm. if they live in like the Norway Otisfield mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. Great. I'll, I'll keep my eyes out. Fantastic. All right. Well, cool. hey, thanks again for coming out. We'll see you next time. Yeah. I'm, I'm Aaron. I'm Scott. I'm John Potter. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, John, what do you think about this? <laughs> it's, it's great. Everything's great. We're having fun. It's all, that's, that, that's what it's all about, right? Fun. Fun. Yeah. Fun, fun is what it's all about. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for chipping. <laughs> thanks for like, you know, giving your information, John. You know, this is, this is great. This is, we appreciate it, John. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Yes. On the Backstairs Podcast. Backstairs Podcast. The Backstairs Podcast. The Backstairs Podcast. The Backstairs Podcast. been the backstairs podcast you can find us on instagram at the backstairs podcast on facebook at the backstairs podcast send us an email at the backstairs podcast at gmail.com redacted redacted <laughs>